Comms Officer Jim Minns and welcome to the PSA CPSU podcast. This week? Well, I've reached out to 1,600 staff members um, through email or calls on visiting centres already and it's just getting bigger. Now they know that there is someone they can talk to. You know, they just ring up and they, when I say that I know how they feel, I've been in that situation, they just open up. There are few professions in New South Wales that are exposed to the levels of trauma that can lead to post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, than those of prison officers. Since this week is Suicide Prevention Week, on the podcast we chat to Welfare Officer Trish O'Brien about the programs that are in place and on offer for prison officers in New South Wales when there are major and critical incidences in their places of work. A warning for what you're about to hear? Elements of this conversation deal with suicide and suicide prevention. If you or anyone you know needs help, please call Lifeline Australia immediately on 13 11 44 for 24-7 crisis support. If you prefer to text Lifeline, you can do so on 0477 13 11 14. Hi Trish, thanks for joining us today. So you're a welfare officer with the Department of Justice. Can you give us a bit of insight into what that role entails? So in that role, um, I am exposed to many of a situation with other staff, anything from talking to the finding officer of a death in custody to a, um actual self-harm. So there's so many things that happen in a correctional centre that I will talk to um, the staff about. How I start off with my role is I am made aware of all the major incidents that happen around the state in the correctional centres. So I reach out to everybody on that um, IRM, IRM, which is a report form, and just check in on them. If it's a very um, critical incident, Mm -hmm. like a death in custody, um, a staff assault, I will ring them and talk to them. I will not just do an email, so I will touch base with them. I do, um, I look after staff that are have put grievances in, mm-hmm. harassment and bullying. I yeah. help them with their, um, if they have to attend court because yeah. of a death in custody. Yeah. I'm on virtually an all-rounder for anyone that needs any assistance. Trish, as a welfare officer, can you give us just an, a, a general sense of some of the situations that you're exposed to when you do uh, make contact with uh, yeah. officers who need them? Well, I'll... One of the things that pops into my head straight away is the PTSD. Okay. The, a lot of staff have been in the job for a long time and over years they've witnessed so many self-harms, death in custodies, yeah. uses of force, staff assaults, and it just wears them out. Right. And they, they have never got the help from that first incident and it's just built up and they um, a struggle every time an incident happens. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to see less of amongst the staff that you're visiting? Like what's a common thread that you're always exposed to for mental health? I think one way of helping mental health with um, our staff is as soon as you've had an incident, a major incident, you are, it's made mandatory that you have psychological appointments and stuff with the doctor or Benistar, who are our provider, because some people say they're okay the adrenaline's going because they've seen that incident and it might be 
a month later it comes back and they lose sleep and everything. So I think by having the assistance and the support from the beginning of their career basically and just keeping up that assistance that is available to them, it will diminish or cut down the PTSD a lot. You know. Um, Do you think that because the role of a prison officer is one that would expose you, you know, almost um, uh, absolutely, entirely to trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, why isn't there a mandatory measure in place to make sure that people do have proper counselling straight away? There is, um, whenever there is an incident, we are asked if we want trauma counselling. When people are asked if they need the trauma counselling after incident, the adrenaline's still going, yeah. you're, you're, you're not thinking straight, you know, no. you're worried about getting your reports done. And I think if they could have um, an appointment made and it's not up to them whether they go, they just are go, yeah. have to go. Yeah. We do have counsellors come in on site yep. and they are made to talk to them then. Yeah. Um, but whether they keep on going with those appointments out of work or in their own time, it's totally up to them. Yeah. people aren't exposed to continued um, assistance, you know, what's the worst possible outcome that can fall on them? You know, if they just if they say they'll be right, they wear it out, you know, what are we seeing? It'll, it just builds up and they get, they get to a breaking point. And what happens at a breaking point? Well, they might have to have t- a lot of time off. They might have to go into rehab, you know. I've known people that it's happened, happened to. Yeah. The... Threats of suicide are there right. all the time. Right. The actual planning and them actually going through with it, it has happened. Yeah. But um, because we've got to we class ourselves as a family. Yeah. They usually have got someone to talk to, but the thoughts are there, and that's what we want to get rid of. You yeah. Know? And we don't want to get to that point. You know, the day and age that we've got now, the programs that the departments put in place um, are brilliant. And we've just got to get them out there more and get people to take it seriously, I suppose, and do these courses. And the department are coming up with some great ideas. It wasn't around years ago. Right. And I think because mental health is spoken about more now, yeah. it's not a an illness as such where we've got to be ashamed of. No, no. And I think that um, people are getting to that stage where they will ask for help and the department's there to help them. And are there any programs in place um, other than what you've already mentioned the department is enacting to stop horrific situations like suicides and things like that in the future that you know of or that there is there's um, a program that Jane Cox is putting together Mm -hmm. and she's implementing and it's called stand taller yep so it means stand up talk listen and refer yeah so and it is a very confronting program it's about suicide yeah and what to look out for, ask your mates if they're okay, and I think it's one of the best ones I've ever seen. Great. Um, they're travelling around the state, implementing that into all the um, departments, yep. like that's Comcore, um, Youth Justice, everywhere. Yeah. So that's good. And then we've got RAW, which is Resilience at Work. Mm-hmm. So it's just a program on your computer to talk, talk about wellness and 
all that kind of stuff. So they've got some great initiatives out there. And it's just so important, Trish, because the nature and the level of this profession, it needs it. Absolutely. Absolutely needs it. And I've only been doing this full-time for six months and I can see, well, I've reached out to 1,600 staff members um, through email or calls on visiting centres already and it's just getting bigger. Now they know that there is someone they can talk to. Yeah. You know, they just ring up and they, when I say that I know how they feel, I've been in that situation, they just open up and it's... So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's just not the sort of profession that can go without someone like you. I agree, yeah. That is, and it's a word of mouth too. People that haven't heard of me, someone will ring up and say, Trish, can you um, just check on this person? They're not coping. Mm-hmm. So I'll ring them straight away. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll keep on checking in and, yeah, so it is working and hopefully I'll get out there a bit more. I'm doing a counselling degree now, so I'll be, even though I have got, um, look, a welfare background, but I'll be doing counselling so I can give them coping mechanisms when they talk to me. And Trish, I don't want to end the conversation without you giving yourself a proper plug so if people need to get in contact with you and you yeah. are a prison officer and you're hearing this, Trish is the person you need to get in contact with. How can they contact you? Well, they can email me, yeah, trish.obrien at justice.newsouthwales.gov.au. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> and the phone number is 0412 Thank you, Trish. Thanks for your time today. Thank you for having me. This is a weekly podcast and you can subscribe to the PSA CPSU podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks again and you'll hear from us next week.